スロスドーンしよう Welcome, welcome everyone to the latest episode of the Shiro Show. Another fantastic day, another fantastic time, another fantastic me not closing the web, the web browser. But it's half the fun. How y'all doing out there? We got a great show today. Uh, as you can see, Dave has disappeared. He has vanished in thin air. I don't know where he's went, where he's gone, but he's gone. Just joking, he's actually right here in voice chat. How you doing, Dave? Uh, troubleshooting a modem, but I'm doing okay other than that. Ah, <laughs> uh, internet, uh, internet getting you down? Uh, yeah, well, uh, a few days ago I had a catastrophic modem failure, is what I'm gonna call mm -hmm. it, uh, where the modem just stopped working for no apparent reason, cause it, it, nothing happened to it, but I, I guess it just decided that it was borked. So after hours of troubleshooting with Cox, I just decided to return it to Costco. Good tip is buy from Costco because they'll let you return a modem that's two years old. <laughs> and uh, nice. they gave me a replacement, which didn't come until today. And now I'm troubleshooting it. And, and yeah, it's, it's, I think I have to initialize it with my ISP first before I can actually just plug and play. Yeah, because you're, you're switching, you're changing the modem to a different part of the house, right? No, no, no. I'm literally just, it, it's in my living room. And it's literally the same model number. It's a it's a Netgear Nighthawk uh, CM1100. And I just thought I could just swap it out, you know, like with the re with the new replacement. Weird. But I think I actually have to like go through the whole setup, uh, like by connecting my computer directly to it and telling Cox, oh yeah, I'm gonna use this new modem. I think I have to do that. So yeah, Cox is are. really annoying with that stuff. I I I originally wanted to set up another modem in my room, but it's like, oh yeah, you can't do that. You have to you have to pay the price for it. You have to pay for another internet service so it's like we literally because it was gonna be another hundred or something dollars a month we found somebody that paid like like i think it was like 400 just to run ethernet throughout the house and uh we're good to go we have ethernet in every room in the house so you're reviewing me on a a terabit or gigabit internet speed terabit that's that's would you would you go as far as future. to call them cocks uh cockheads is how <laughs> i prefer to call it are they a bunch of cocks? Okay, yeah. So, I think that's... very that's, coxy. I, coxy, yeah. coxy Cleopatra. Uh, What's up but, with you, Pat? Uh, good. I actually want to do a, a new segment, if that's cool. So yeah, I got a go lot of these. It. So I got back into vinyl records again, as you guys probably know from all my posting on the Discord and on my actual Twitter and my uh, Instagram. And I thought I'd go through a couple of records I got recently because they're kind of video game related and kind of just cool to talk about, so... Why don't we get into with the mm -hmm. first one? I'm going to preface this. This record is kind of hard to find, but it's fairly popular. You might not know the name of the band, but once you see it, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I know who that is. And I'll remove the other thing to, to spoil it. So uh, I'll put, uh, I got this record by the Jetsons. It's called Made in America, is the name of it in Japanese. But uh, oh, nice. if you guys can, anyone in the chat know the reason why I got this and why they're. Very popular in the retro game scene. Let me know, and then when I before, when I'll see if anybody guesses it before I'm done explaining it. But so basically, I went to this record store called um called uh, what was the record store called? Um, they have a YouTube channel. Um, uh, uh, it's like it's like this record store in Arizona. It's famous. It's called Mike. For, oh, the Ingroove, Ingroove in Phoenix, Arizona. I went to their store, and uh, I saw this this record on their uh in their uh. 
their uh, videos like in the background. They have like, and it's like, oh sweet, I've been looking for that. I looked on their wall, and it's like, oh yeah, those are the, and they had it right there, like hanging on the walls. Like, oh yeah, that's the, uh, that's the the uh, history, the historical museum part of it, where they show off all the shows off all the local bands because the the Jetsons themselves are local to Arizona. They're Tempe, Arizona, which is technically local band, even though they're pretty popular. Uh, and I was kind of bummed, so I looked through their records and seeing if they had one, and I pulled this one out. This one's actually cleaner than the one they had on their wall, the Jetsons, Made in America. And uh, for you that, that haven't guessed it in the chat, uh, maybe this will look so familiar just, to you. Just real quick. Yeah. Uh, so does that one have hard times on it? Uh, no, this does, though. This single right here, uh, the Jetsons. Uh, this is, uh, if you can guess, this is like an ice cap, maybe, zone. And I guess you guys, if you haven't guessed it, it's uh, the Jetsons is, is uh, the, the, key, the keyboards of the band's Brad Buxer, who was the keyboards for Michael Jackson, who also coincidentally uh, coincidentally worked on the Sonic the Hedgehog 3 soundtrack. So Sonic the Hedgehog 3 and Sonic and Knuckles. And the song by the Jetsons, Hard Times, that's on the single right here. Uh, I'll show it right here. So the, the single... Oh, that's, sorry about that. I've, I keep the records in the sleeve so it doesn't, it doesn't uh, do, give any seam splits. But uh, yeah, it has uh, Hard Times and When the Sun Goes Down, which I think was on, uh, which on Stranger Things one of the seasons. But yeah, the uh, Hard Times, of course, the little single of that. And the cool thing about this one is that uh, since it was a local band, like they were selling it online and like all these video game outlets were showing it off. And I tried to do pickup and it's like, oh, you can pick it up in Arizona. It's like, what the heck? But the cool thing I like about this is that it has, it's a blue record too. So that sounds quite nice. I don't know if it's all analog. It might be It might be digital. I'm fairly sure it's probably digital, but... If I had to, if I had to hazard hazard a guess, but it sounds quite nice. Usually the video game stuff kind of sounds like kind of sounds really bad most of the time. They're really mastered digitally, and a lot of it's like just poor sounding vinyl. But this one sounds really good. And I like it. And then, uh, yeah, the Jetsons I picked up. Uh, they had some pretty good songs on on here. You, I think that also was on Stranger Things, and a couple other ones. But this is a their only EP. Technically, it's an EP. It's a short album. It's really their only sort of uh, recording that they released on vinyl. And uh, it was a short-lived band, only a couple of years. Um, but yeah, it's the legacy just caught on with, uh, caught on with uh, you know, Brad Buxer and Michael Jackson, the notoriety of uh, the Ice Cap Zone theme, which was Hard Times by the Jetsons. So yeah, yeah. cool stuff. Cool stuff. Guys, did you want to say something, Dave? I was just saying, yeah. <laughs> oh, just yeah. Yep. And then the uh, another one I picked up from that same record store is uh, the Who's My Generation. Actually, I got this sealed. This was originally sealed from England. Like, this was completely sealed, non-opened. It's a 1980s pressing of it. Uh, it's pretty nice. It's like my vinyl right there. Uh, it's kind of cool because, like, when I cut it open, I just breathed in the air. And, it, like, it, it smelled like England or what I, I imagine England smelled like, so... I guess for for Martin, I know what it, it's like to to breathe in the air you breathe. I guess now, at least in the 1980s. So it's a really cool record. It's a repress of it, but it's pretty much one to one to the original pressing of it, but just not ungodly expensive. It's only like 20 bucks. So 20 bucks for a sealed analog record. Uh, can't beat that any day of the week. Picked up is uh, Loop Lupin the Third the First, which is uh, soundtrack to the famous Lupin the Third. It's a really nice jazz sounding record. 
Uh, it's uh, by Yulian's Explosion Band, who did a lot of the Lupin, uh, Lupin stuff back in the day. And it's a really great oh, sounding cool. record. It's very jazz orientated, and I and then the last two records I show you, I'm really gonna get into the jazz stuff. So, uh, really great sounding record. It's on black vinyl. I think they still sell it. It came from Japan with this cool obi. Uh, I don't know if it's it's probably digital, but it still sounds fantastic. Great sounding pressing. Uh, it's a uh, great cover art. I love Lupin the Third. It's from the latest movie, Lupin the Third, the first that came out recently. So I highly recommend seeing that movie because uh, I saw I bring a lot of Lupin fans to it, and they said they loved it a lot. So, uh, or, no, Lu no, sorry, non-Lupin fans, I, I sent it to, and they said they liked it a lot. So, I recommend seeing that movie. Great record. Go uh, see the movie. Last is uh, this one I got by accident. I ordered uh, I ordered the uh, I forgot, forgot what the trio's name is uh, Blow Up, and they accidentally sent this one uh, the Yamashito. Yamatoto Tsuyoshi Trio, Midnight Sugar, which is another fantastic jazz record. This one's uh, two records. It's uh, pressed on 45 black vinyl. It's like they're two records each. They're like all the songs are spread across it, and it sounds fantastic. It uses something called a uh, supercut analog disc. So it's a process where they get rid of the. If, if for the regular vinyl records, it's like the process is they record the, 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 the tape onto a vinyl uh mother uh father and it's kind of mother pressing several of them and those are pressing a record so that adds generation of uh copying but with this it's like directly i think father directly to the to the record it's a more expensive process but it ends up sounding great uh really great disc uh really great sound quality uh great music too it's uh has a bunch of really good jazz tracks on it i love japanese jazz so if you haven't listened to japanese jazz go up uh, Listen to this one. It's fantastic. Cool. And then the last one I got is a big one. This was uh, a lot of people know the album. It's uh, Miles Davis kind of blue is a box set called uh, URHQ, so ultra high quality record. And this is like an audiophile pressing of a uh, kind of blue. And it's fantastic. It, it has great, this is a cool box that like it slides out like this to like all these details. So you have the, uh, got like this little box thing and has like the the record itself right there it's like a nice clear opaque heavy ass vinyl i think it's like 200 grams stuff like that careful i uh, got the album itself really nice like laminated cover gatefold got little miles there on the back i uh, got some notes as well like the addition of it it's really good sounding i loved uh this is the best probably the best sounding copy of kind of blue you can ever get it's ultra, ultra high quality. It's like clear, opaque vinyl. Like everything in this record is perfect. It's probably the best quality record of it you can get in stereo. It is stereo if you guys are not into that. I don't know how people feel about stereo versus the mono editions of Kind of Blue. But I like it a lot. It sounds fantastic and uh, was a great set. I listened a little bit today and I'm going to be listening to it um, in the coming weeks because I love Kind of Blue. It's the probably my top album of all time that list that i listed when we did the countdown for the best vinyl soundtracks of all time so uh yeah it's great great box set really nice um i think it sold out at the time i'm talking about it but i paid i think 115 for it but uh well worth it because original kind of blues go for over thousands of dollars that are in high prestige vinyl so 
arguably the kind of blue one I have is the even better sounding press than the, the stereo of the original. Because actually there's an issue with the stereo when they recorded that album because the heads on the on the recording thing ran a bit too fast. So the notes are a bit sharp on the stereo version compared to the mono version. But I believe they fixed that and now it's like the highest quality it can possibly be. So if you want if you want oh, a, a cool. one and done yeah, if you want a one and done quality pressing of a kind of blue, it's sold out pretty much everywhere at this point. They reprint it sometimes, but I think they're done with that. But if you really want one, you could probably buy it on a secondhand market for about one fifty to two hundred. Just be careful because uh just be careful because there's a lot of uh, QA issues with it coming up, so make sure your qual your the one you get is in pretty good condition or at least the people that sell it are being honest about it because some of them are okay, some of them are kind of bad, so just keep an eye out. A shadow mask said a transcribed Coltrane solo on Freddie Freeload in your college. Man, that yeah, that that al that album is amazing. I love I love that song off of there. It's probably one of my favorites, but I have to say, as as cliche as it is, I think uh, "So What's" probably my uh my favorite my favorite version of that. In all honesty, but that's just my opinion on that. I love uh I love uh uh Miles Davis, John Coltrane, and they have a lot of great artists on there. They have Miles Davis, John Coltrane. They got uh, Bill Bill Evans. They got Cannonball Adderley. They got so many so many fantastic people on that record. It's legendary. Like. It's like the Avengers of records. So if you want, and the cool thing about that record is, if you introduce it to your friends, they ask they want more like it, just be like, go down the list of the artists and look at all their solo stuff, and there's your recommendations. And which is what I like, because each one of them is fantastic. Like, I don't know if you guys are familiar with all those artists, but like each one of them, fantastic, and they each have a legendary album that they're known for, like Bill Evans has a Portrait in Jazz, John Coltrane has a Giant Step, or Giant Steps, uh, Cannibal Adderley has something else, like, there's so many legendary songs, art, artists that are on that track, so if you need good jazz rec, like, if you want to get into jazz, like, my recommendation is get kind of blue, and then listen to everyone else's stuff that's solo on there, and there we go, yeah, Giant Steps. And like you cannot go wrong with anyone, anything that recommend you that's recommended on that, and then just branch out from there from what you want for jazz. So that's usually my go-to, but that's just my opinion. I don't know. How do you guys feel about the jazz stuff? I absolutely love Giant Steps. Um, they say it's like one of the hardest pieces to improvise on top of. I think Vox or Earworm did a piece on that, but yeah, it was uh, it's it's great. And uh, I love Miles Davis as well. Heck yeah, heck yeah. Gotta give respect where res respect is due. He got, he got into, like, with Bitches Brew and stuff like that, he got into the more, like, experimental stuff that kind of would lead to, uh, you know, ja different genres of jazz and stuff like that. So I love that stuff. For sure. Yes, but... Uh... Yeah, overall, love all that. Uh, actually, announcing, uh, talking about that, there's actually uh, the high-quality mobile fidelities doing high-quality versions of, of something else and Bitches Brew. So uh, it's, about one, it's about 125 per album, so it's pretty pricey. But like I said, if you're the thing is that those albums are, if you're mega fans and you love those albums and you can't get enough, Buy them like that, but if you're not, just get like a regular copy of it. There's plenty of them digital and analog, and most of them sound pretty good. So, uh, 
yeah, get both those albums if you can, because, uh, well, I'll get all of them if you can, because those are fantastic. But if you love something else in Britches Brew, go get that. Also, Sketches of Spain is also in that quality, but honestly, I don't like Sketches of Spain. That's not my favorite jazz album, in all honesty. I don't know, maybe that's just me. Maybe Shadow Mask like, what? You don't like Sketches of Spain? But uh, anyway, sorry about that tangent, guys. I'm a big jazz fan. Well, I'm... I would say I'm a big jazz guy. I'm getting more into it. I don't know like the more obscure artists, but little by little, I'm trying to learn and get more into it. So you introduced me to a you introduced me to a sweet little jazz number, which was uh, and it ties into Sega Saturn. It's the Christmas uh, Jingle Bells theme from Snatcher on the Saturn. <laughs> yeah, that one's my, a really uh, good one. I I played that for my kids and they thought it was kind of funny, you know, because of course it's, it's using the sat. I believe it is using the Saturn sound chip, you know, it's like, blink, dink, dink, blink, dink, dink, like all the, the drums, they sound very MIDI, you know? Um, but it's, it's, it's fun. Yeah. And no, I, I love, I love the snatcher soundtrack. That's uh, I also have that on vinyl as well, but uh, it's in the other room. I'm not going to hunt it down, but next vinyl video game edition, we'll talk about that. But, uh, Random said, who here listens to George Benson? Uh, he actually is in the. He actually lives in the Valley, and the guy I talked about, the Mike from the Ingroove, bought his record collection. Uh, George Benson, fantastic jazz guitarist. Uh, love his hey. stuff. Listen to George Benson if you haven't, guys. Highly recommended. Uh, Pat Metheny as well is probably honestly he was the one that got me that that got me into jazz. Pat Metheny, I love his stuff. Yeah. But yeah, Pat Metheny's great. Uh, it's not like standard jazz. It's more like uh, I don't know how I would categorize or classify Pat Metheny, but he uh, um, he definitely he played he he played guitar really weird. He played with the pick backwards. He had like a really yeah. interesting. Uh, but I like how he collaborated with all like the Afro-Cuban kind of music and you know mm. the percussion sections and stuff like that. That was always the cool thing about Pat Metheny yeah for sure i i love i love pat metheny a lot there's a lot of good jazz artists do you have any that you could recommend J dave uh that i missed aside from aside from what you already covered um let me see you said john coltrane right yep you said uh miles davis <laughs> I don't know. Those are the big, those are the heavy hitters. I'd probably say, yeah, Miles Davis. I'm a little distracted with the internet crap right now, but uh, yeah, no, I think you pretty much covered some of the best ones. Sounds good. All right. Should we get into the news in that case then? Yeah, let's do it. Alrighty guys. All right. Let's get that. Uh, let's get the thing open. There we go. Working. There we go. Make sure it's working. All right, so the first article we're going to be covering is oh, here. Uh, we're going to talk about the – we talked about that one. Oh, wait, no, we didn't talk about the take on that. Sorry. Uh, we the, fir the first article we're going to be talking about today is Pandemonium's take on the Sega Extreme 27th Anniversary Homebrew Edition. Uh, basically, uh, Pandemonium released a video. I think it was – was it Saturday, right? Saturday or Friday. Yeah. It was right Saturday. after I did the giant – six hour stream that yeah that that got me hyper on monster uh, essentially uh basically he did a video on it so he talks about a little bit of his experience doing the homebrew competition and his uh and sort of the history behind it and like what he he experienced doing the, the, the last year and this year and it's a really cool interesting video he covers a bunch of uh 
ton of games here. Like, like pretty much all, well, it covers all the games here. Uh, yes, yeah, so I think the funniest bit of it is the Emerald Nova. Actually, he's in here. You want to talk about it a little bit? Emerald Nova, the you standing with your dog in the middle of nowhere in New Mexico, or <laughs> wherever you're from. Yeah, he he had me stand. Uh, he 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 wanted me to do the uh, Takeshi's Castle thing or whatever it was, or Iron Chef. I forget which mm -hmm. one it was. Uh, yeah. So I just ended up driving out to the volcanoes and doing a quick shoot. There we go, right there. There's Mr. Emerald looking out into the sun, the uh, the distance. Which I thought made it. By the way, I thought that that was awesome. <laughs> Unfortunately, I run at the wrong time of day. It was like a storm out, and I got pushed out uh, of uh, the evening filming schedule for the storm, but I was supposed to get it during, like, sunset. Hey, at least it wasn't, like, Star Wars Tanzania <laughs> storm. Uh, yeah. I actually Have did like the story? vibe from it. Yeah, no, it was story? a great vibe. Where they, uh, they, they wiped out the entire uh, Episode One Podracer fleet? Uh oh! I was actually thinking of like the original Star Wars, like uh, recording in the desert, uh, uh, A New Hope, and I I think that it was like, but yeah, I I think that's right. They went back to because it was Tatooine. Anything they're filming in Tatooine would be on like in Tanzania, and uh, they have a lot of storms, so they all they're always having to work around some kind of storm. Yeah, I I don't know where you got this Iron Death thing from. Uh. The uh, uh, like it, like uh, obviously, like those are prominent guys, but I have no idea where the Iron Dev thing came from other than to, to make the joke. Uh, I think they're all winners from that year, so in different categories. Hmm. Because uh, XL2 won the competition for the homebrew game. Uh, I think Noah Steam won it for Soccer Wars, and Knights won it for his patcher, I believe. No, no, it wasn't Knights. It was, it was, it was Trekkies, Trekkies. him and Emerald Nova. Yeah, I don't know where Trekkies. I think it's because he came in second or whatever. Maybe I'll have to re. To I re mean, Trekkies watch it. was like uh, last year. I think Trekkies was attached to like at least two or three of the top entries. Uh, I mean, he's attached to basically everything in, in patches in one way or another. Yeah, uh, or at least half of them. I mean, we're getting, we're getting more independent projects now. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I, I guess because he was part of the other one, I guess maybe, and you need a third guy, so we added him in as like a to get the yeah. uh, thing. But now you're an Iron Dev. You're the original game Iron Dev, along with uh, I guess everyone in the Bulk Slash team, I guess, which is technically Knights as well. So, congrats, Knights, for being an Iron Iron Dev. Well, I mean, if if we're gonna arbitrarily do the three category thing, like, doesn't just not get on just by uh, the patcher by itself? Yeah. So yeah. So Knights gets that for the patcher. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, Knights get gets it for the patcher. Uh, this, this 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 arbitrary uh, designation that we literally just had made up after the competition was already over. Yeah, I think I think he was just and, a um, bit. I think he was just making a joke, doing a bit though. So. I don't know. If he does this again next year, he might just end up keep going. I'll end up having to go to like uh, the Sandia Peak or something like that, or Carlsbad to do, do another location shoot. Hey, come come to the Grand Canyon with me. We'll do some uh, do some posing and like I'll you can like, like stand on my corpse or something, and I'll pretend to be somebody that lost last year. <laughs> It'll be funny. And uh, yeah. So for the record, um, Knight's Patcher doesn't collect people's 
private data, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to iterate that. So oh, I, does anyone actually like believe that though? Like I thought that was like, like it, it oh, is yeah. like stupid drama in in the Discord that like no, no one actually thought that was happening. It doesn't even need to be like addressed, really. Like obviously, I was joking. It was a, yeah. I was kind of joking, but yeah. Apparently, some people, you know, are of that persuasion. Yeah, I mean, so... they, they, don't, they they don't even believe that. They're just saying that to to find a a, a point to argue. Right. It's funny. It was hilarious. Everybody should go download Knight's Patcher and give him all their data. Yeah. <laughs> so he can he can finally buy that boat. I, yeah. I think I think the one thing that's being done to address that is instead of the automatic uh, SSP update, there's going to be like a little radio button to say, "Okay, do you want to th this thing to grab the latest version?" Right. Would you like Would you like to give us your information so that way we can collect it and uh, build a giant robot that fights other giant robots in a competition called G Gundam? And you get a kick ass song. A statement with the, with that. Go for it. You got the floor. I am also pulling down from Redump because I plan on verifying uh, discs. So my newest update, as soon as you download it, you're going to get prompted saying, this is where I hit the updates, and it will include Redump, a Sega Extreme, and whatever sites that an individual SSP person might place in. But none of my SSPs go to anywhere but what's on the uh, meta side of the uh, patch. So you can see where it's going to go. I don't hide anything. I promise you I'm not going to steal your data. I don't want your data. He so. wants my data, though. That's, but but he's just, he, he just did a Trojan in my computer for that. He just put that in mine. It says neither really, it's not related to the patcher. He just decided to do that to steal my data. So, so you say your 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 chicken gets redump, but that kind of implies a very specific kind of dump. Uh, so, like you you got the checksums for the, the Q multi bin, but uh, if if you're just putting a CD disc into your into your CD drive, is it going to be able to uh, check against that in the same way? Well, that's what redump is supposed to be. Like they're supposed to be CD perfect images that they're hashing. So if you're putting your CD in there, that should be matching what's in Redump. And if it doesn't match, I can at least say, hey, you have a version that nobody knows about. Maybe you should go tell somebody. Because <laughs> when, whenever I check the Redump, it's always the uh, the individual file checksums, but it, there's a whole CD checksum that you can check against? No, I, I could do it per track. Oh, okay. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, going. I just just finished up this article. It's a great video by Pandemony on the Sega Extreme Center Homebrew Competition. It's a little bit more digestible than mine in terms of that it's only about an hour and twenty seven minutes instead of two Lord of the Rings length movies back to back like mine was. So, uh, usually Actually, I, like, I think yeah. uh, I I think uh, the the Lord of the Rings films are like four hours each if you go with the director's cut. It's only okay. like one and a half. Okay, so it's yeah. like it's like halfway through two towers. There we go. So that's perfect. That's that's when Lord of the Rings started to get bad. So you get to watch the good. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, start the, a fight, man. Yeah, probably. But uh, actually, I kind of like Lord of the Rings more than Star. I'm not gonna get into that argument. Uh, but uh, 
yeah, like I said, uh, it's a little bit more digestible. Watch, uh, watch Panda's video if you want something easily digestible and you can watch it and get the gist of what all the other things are. And then watch my video if you want the in-depth, like, director's commentary, like, all the nitty-gritty about the games. I'm going to upload a video with it with the little thumbnails like he has, like, where you can select the chapters. I just haven't had time to do that because I'm editing a podcast. Spoilers, we got a new podcast coming up soon, hopefully finishing up that week, this weekend. Uh, I'm going to re-upload the, that when it's, the homebrew stuff when it's ready, so... Uh, I might just put in chapters just for now on the video so that way you guys can watch it, but... Uh, yeah, that's about it. Anybody else have anything on the pandemonium video or the competition in general that they'd like to talk about before we move on? I right. just appreciate the amount of time and effort that Nick puts into into that stuff. So I thought he did a great job. Summed up the competition real nice. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I'm definitely definitely did a great job on that, and uh, look forward to uh, yeah, his I, next I video. It. Yeah. Alrighty, so let's move yeah, on. To I'm gonna try and get all sorry. the the, uh, the the competition related videos onto the competition page once I finally get back to editing the website. Nice, I can't wait to see it. Let me know and I'll uh, I'll share it out on Twitter, on the tweeters. All right, so uh, the next art article we got up is uh, interview with the uh, retro RGP. So I don't really usually talk about the Shiro Show videos we do on the podcast, but I think this one is kind of more. Honestly, it feels it felt more like a podcast in terms of uh, it's a Shiro show. Like, what do you think, Dave? Do you, is do you think you felt similar with that? I guess. I mean, we the idea was just to kind of be a pregame show because mm. uh, I don't know who's if it was if it was Emerald or it, who said that it was basically like that streamathon was like the Super Bowl uh, and and all the contest entries and everything. I did. I was. I was cop. I was. I was basically repeating somebody else in the Discord or something, like saying it was like the Super Bowl oh. for Saturn, for for the Saturn community. But anyway, yeah, no, I just, you know, we just kind of turned Shiro Show into like a little, you know, let's talk about the competition. Let's talk about, I don't know, we ended up talking about Genesis hardware of all things. But uh, yeah, no, it was really fun just chatting with Bob and and talking about the Saturn community and the uh, the contest entries and um. Yeah, it, it was it's a lot of fun and again like you know we're we're so grateful to Bob for his time coming on and for the collaboration and being able to share stuff like Nick's video and and information about all the contest entries on Retro RGB, you know, so it's really nice to be able to get more eyes on that. For sure. And uh yeah, we actually have some articles coming up uh, probably next week and the week after for Bob's uh Retro RGB podcast that he does. I know that we're going to get the, the two articles we're in about to talk about on there as well. So we'll get some eyes on that. So there'll be a lot of fun for people. Uh, I'll do one in time so that way yeah. we're not overloading this podcast with Saturn stuff. So it's like a digestible thing for people that aren't into Saturn. So it'll be it'll be a nice little treat. And I'm, I'll be excited for him to cover those uh, items that we're going to be talking about in the future on the podcast on his podcast for the next two weeks. So uh, hopefully we'll be able to keep pace with that. Uh, we have a lot of articles we can also talk about. So... We've been trying to get at least like one article up a week for his his uh, podcast, so we'll try to keep the pace. But like I said, we can't make any promises. We're very very busy, but uh, I mean, we'll always make time for Bob because he's like I said, he's a big inspiration. He's like the uh, man. I'll, I'm trying to think. He's like the the David Letterman of uh, of the of the retro podcasting world and or the retro gaming world with a uh, 
I, I guess Retronauts being like a, a Johnny Carson, maybe? That'd be a good analogy. <laughs> sure. Because, I mean, I mean David Letterman's... i like that. Yeah, David Letterman's like the number two. At least, well, actually, hmm, I'm trying to think of a good analogy. He, uh... Yeah, he's kind of like the number two for me because I'm I'm stuck between like who's number two for, uh, John like number two is like David Letterman or or Conan O'Brien. I don't know which late night talk host I like more, but I like Conan because he's funny. Mm. <laughs> David Letterman is you know he's a little more deadpan, and then there's Jay Leno of course, but you know I mean he, he was gone a long time ago. The, the thing is that was the thing is that we're talking about actually funny. Funny uh, hosts. Yeah, yeah, true, true. <laughs> Jay Leno was not funny. He's informative of this We're car stuff, but he's not. Here. Yeah. Sorry, I, I know. I, I've been watching a lot of uh, the the talk show wars on uh, YouTube. So, uh, yeah. So I got you. I don't know. I I need to stop watching those. I always make analogies for things I'm into. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I guess uh, getting back on top. Yeah, great guy. Uh. And we're excited to contribute to him more, and uh, hopefully the next two articles will make it, and we'll talk about that, and uh, it'll be fun. Alrighty, so the next article. Uh, this one came from left field. Nick like shut, put it in the Discord, and I was like, Yeast 1 fan translation? Are you, is that Saturn? Or Because it was very confusing, because uh, I, I guess you that don't know that for you for you for those of you that don't know uh uh yeast one uh was actually poured to the saturn as a uh, famicom classics one which is like uh or, or sorry falcom classics one which is a collection right. of falcom games i think it's uh it's uh yeast one and i forgot the other two it's like was it visit vandal hearts no it was the vandal hearts right i can't remember whatever mm. the two on yeah, those I don't games know. There's two of them on the games. Uh, but essentially, the most important one, sorry, the other two games, a Yeast one, which got a fan translation. So I'll put the, oops, I don't want to open a YouTube link. See all my that stuff link, uh, mute that. Uh, basically, um, <laughs> uh, basically, like, yeah, it, a little gameplay of that. So uh, this is, this, this is like a point one version of the game. So uh, Tengai Makio. That's the other one that was on there. Uh, oh, okay. And then another one I can't see. But, uh, yeah, this is a... Uh, it was kind of insane. Like, uh, uh, the user Mirzik, Mirzik, like weird Muzik, like German, uh, like, mm -hmm. talked about how he loved playing the Grandia translation. Shouts out, Knights. Or shouts out, Trekkies. And he's like, I really want to play Yeast, so I started uh, uh, translating himself. So, as you can see here, he... Started the translation work. Uh, oh, wow, it's not zooming in on that image. I'll try to open up another tab and zoom in on that. So, yeah, like I said, he did the the work translation work on that. There's some hacking of the text. Um, but uh, here's the catch with it, is that uh, the translation isn't... Uh, it's using machine translation. So, in other words, he's using... Uh, he's taking the Japanese text in the game, throwing it through Google Translate, and translating it that way. Oh, I see. So while it's not a true translation, it's a I think think of it as a um proof of concept translation, if that makes sense. Does that make uh that make sense to you guys at all? Makes so sense to me. Yeah. Is so the plan to is the plan to do like a conventional translation? Or or do you say proof of concept just to show that it can be done? 
I think he's, I meant like in terms of the proof of concept of using Google Translate, I think he wants to get translators on the project. And this is actually an open project. Right. So he was saying that he wants to get people from the, from like Sega Extreme all over the world to assist on it if they can. And uh, well, like, if, so this is, if he needs, hmm? uh, if he needs a high fidelity uh, translation, we already have multiple re releases of ease, uh, like several times over. If he if he really needs to take a script from somewhere, yeah, I think the biggest issue is actually getting that script into the game because I don't know how hard it would be to pull those scripts out of the games itself, similar to what uh, well, what trick he's It's did. not a very complicated game. You could literally just transcribe it in an evening. There's not a lot to it. It's actually a good idea. Like just like just just like look through a playthrough and just transcribe all the text and because I don't think it's a is it is it a long game? I don't, I've not played it before, so. I mean, it's grindy, but it's like an NES, uh, it, like or SNS uh, level RPG. There's a very little text involved. Huh. Alrighty. So yeah. Uh, I mean, with, there's more stuff added with the remasters, but even still, it's it's not a whole lot. Okay. What yeah. I saw of the screenshot, uh, it looked like text was kind of the 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 size the character size is really large, and just trying to fit like a standard. English sentence in there, it like trails off, right? Yeah, it's pretty. It it, it pretty much you could probably fit. Uh, if I had to guesstimate, like maybe eight or nine word letters per line. So, so does think, that mean there, it's going to be a lot of like tapping B to, to like advance the dialogue to be able to read like a single sentence? Yeah, I think he. I think he lamented that he wants to get the text smaller, so it's not uh, huge, huge. Yeah. So. That's so is that so is do. that possible? Is that possible, like from Knight or, or Emerald's standpoint? Or do you act? Would you actually have to like create a new font in there? I mean, you're going to have to create a new font if you want to change the sizing, because it's right. it's 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 a picture, it's a bitmap, yeah. okay. um, or not? It's some sort of compressed format. But the but the point is, you gotta you gotta make it a different size. Uh, and Knight Knight has already accomplished that for multiple other games. Uh, it's, okay. it's, it's, it's a, I, I imagine it's a pretty common thing to do to get these translations done, uh, gotcha. to make them readable. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, the same thing's happening in Gun Griffin right now, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. They're shrinking the text down. Cause I think they, I think they started doing the text. Like they start, they shrunk that down. I don't know in terms of getting it. Cause they had to shrink it down from like smaller than what it used to be, so I'm not entirely sure, so probably done We just took out the padding. Oh, okay. Okay, you took out the padding, but the but the texts are all still basically sixteen sixteen? The text is eight by thirteen, but that's how it was in the game originally. Okay, yeah. So in Baroque it was sixteen sixteen and I had to remake the entire ASCII set in like eight sixteen. That sounds like yeah. a pain. For something like this, I'd probably go with eight by eight because you're stuck with such tiny menu areas, and it looks like sixteen by sixteen. So it would look like that item that on that was that was on that screenshot. I don't think it looked terrible. Eight by eight should be fine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a uh, it's very interesting. I really want to try out the game for sure. Uh. Hopefully this will all be fixable. Like I said, he, I think he, that's one of the things on his list. Uh, 
Hold on, give me a second. I need to, I need to uh, get some ban going on in the chat. Sorry, getting some spam going on in the chat. Let me just delete that. Uh, okay, so uh, I fixed my internet. Cool. <laughs> yeah, if you if you yeah, I just blocked some guy. So, uh, anyways, uh, I guess to finish off the article, uh, it's uh like right now the only t towns that are that are uh, translate is the mean. Mina Town? Is that how you say that? Uh, it translates pretty much everything there in broken English, so Google Translate text. Uh, right. And uh, if you go to another town, it'll show the Japanese text, but it'll be garbled text boxes. So, as you see here, like, the text that are all just, like, destroyed and not good. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, it's pretty good for the most part, and I'm excited to see what, where it goes. So I think there's a lot of uh oh I got a message from Trekkies. Is he yelling at me? Uh okay, never mind. He's just commenting on scum some guy spamming, so uh no big deal. So uh yeah. Overall, pretty good game. Uh, I'm excited to try it out. Um like I said, the reason why that, that issue was happening was because uh because translation used a one byte encoding and the patch while the rest of the game still is untranslated and uses two byte encoding, so it's all it's all good. Uh, yep. Shadow Mask, guess what? Congrats, you're a mod. Congratulations. Everyone, can we give a round of hands of uh, Shadow Mask? He's our new mod. So let's Yay. give a nice clap, clap. Congratulations, Shadow clap, Mask. Clap. Please ban all the bots in the chat. Love you. You could ban me too. No, we love you, Anthony. You better sign Night that marriage certificate. <laughs> Knight's only half human. He's a cyborg. All right, so uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, like I said, uh, I guess wrapping this article up from that impromptu moderation nighting of dragoning, uh, basically, uh, yeah, it's an early. Keep in mind this is an early translation, so don't be too harsh on it. This is a proof of concept. It's a dot one. So if your complaints like, oh, why is it badly translated and why is it all glitchy and stuff? It's I mean that's that's why. Please don't burn this to a disc yet. Even said in the thing. Do not bring this to a disc. This is not done. Don't waste the disc. If you want to try it out, use an emulator or an ODE. And of course, if you want to, yeah. And of course, if you want to keep in touch or keep uh, keep in the loop on it, check out the Seg Extreme forum, which is. So you're saying? Oh, you're just echoing. Uh, if you want to keep in touch with it, go to the Sega Extreme forum, and you can check out the thread on it and the article, which will be attached to this video, hopefully. But, uh, yeah. Anything else on the East 1 translation? I guess you could say it's really easy to enjoy this game. God. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what the heck is going on? Why is there... Why is... The heck? Why is there... There's like a... I don't know. Can you guys see it? There's like a thing in like the corner. What the heck? That's kind of weird. What? Yeah, uh, you, you mean that weird reflection you got going on? Yeah, what's going on over there? What the heck is? I I messed something up. I'm gonna see. Where... I... There's like a weird reflection in that corner. I don't know what caused that. It's background. Oh, Discord video too. Sorry, I'm stupid. Uh, I accidentally opened up Discord <laughs> and it uh, it, it it's for the guests, but there's no video guests. So, uh, yeah, that was kind of weird. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, but yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed that. And uh, yeah, anything else for this article before we move on?
Well, I just hope the dev keeps up the good work. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, music, music, music. Love it. All right, and for our... Merzik? Merzik, sorry, I, I'm bad at pronouncing things. But uh, he's impressive though, because like he he doesn't he's not native English or Japanese, so he's he's like working on this without not n like the like with those being his natural his natural languages tongue, mother tongue. That's well, it. Honestly, yeah. for for a lot of more basic game scripts, I feel like machine translation is good enough for most use cases. Yeah. Why don't people use DeepL though? I, I think that's better than Google. I think Maybe people they just, just don't know. know about it. Yeah. No, it, people use it. It's 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 a it's a tool, but like Google Translate is like a shorthand, and it's not like they come up with magnificently different results most of the time. Like DeepL is good for edge cases when you when you read something that's obviously wrong, and you need to like right. check it. But like for the most part, like you know, healing potion does healing potion stuff because even if you can't understand the title, the description text says plus thirty HP, and it's pretty unambiguous. Yeah, I guess it's 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 nice to use both to kind of get to the context. You know, if you're having any trouble, like being able to use them both and compare gets you closer to oftentimes to what it's supposed to be. The other thing is DeepL and uh, Bing both have hidden uh, caps that you don't know about. Yeah, Yandex and Google, as far as I could tell, do not have caps as of yet. I could throw anything at it without getting blocked. But there were times where DeepL blocked me and Bing blocked me. Huh. Hmm. Bada bing, bada <laughs> Alrighty, so for our final article, this one, this was an interesting one to write and learn about, because when I was going into it, I know there's a little history behind it, but I didn't realize how much was it in it. So, uh, Nintpin Mamoru on Saturn finally gets a complete translation. So, like I said, you might be thinking to yourself, what are you talking about, Patrick? This, this game had a translation, and yes, it kind of did, but it was incomplete. There were, I think to my knowledge, there were some elements that were untranslated, like the tile text, the tile text was that? Am I on point with that? It's like the, the text and the tiles itself were untranslated, so a lot of the objects were left untitled. Right. Yeah, the first one 10 years ago was just a very basic translation where they went in and just changed the little text files in the app itself. Whereas, I, don't know, I was looking uh, online, apparently it was 20 years ago. Yeah, sorry, yeah. 20, oh, man, I'm getting old. They're really yeah, old. Oh, years. that's right. We all found it a few just a few years ago, though. It was like re-found and... People were blasting about blasting it out or resharing it, I think is what it was. Yeah, it was pretty insane. Like this is probably I don't know the history of it, but I think it's probably one of the first fan translations for Saturn game. Uh hmm. I, yeah, it I, should I, be the yeah. first. Yeah, so it's it's pretty legendary and it's in that regard. So it's something that has a pedigree of sorts to it. So uh it's a very legendary game. Uh sadly it was incomplete. It was an incomplete translation. Tile text was not translated, of course, and there was some issues where I was I was a bit unsure. Wow, that actually I left that in the game. I'm so stupid. I left that in the video. I can't believe it. Uh, yeah, I guess too late now to fix that. Um, so essentially, uh, yeah, so they added the tile text like it before is untranslated. Um, but yeah, uh, one of the things I was confused on that maybe you guys can answer me is that uh, I couldn't figure out because apparently there's a crashing issue where at the end of the game text it will 
crash? Did you did uh, what was going on with that? Was that introduced with when you when it was converted over to use the SSP patcher, or is that just something that was in the game that nobody noticed until they beat it because it's actually a hard game? Wait, so you actually beat the game? No, but I saw in the te in the thing that uh, I saw in the uh, the discussion that there was a crash at the end with the text. Right. Uh, in one of his versions, he went beyond the length that was allowed. So I, I believe as of two days ago, he released another one where the text is slightly shorter to fit it, but it's not exactly where he wanted it to be. So right now I'm working with him to uh, try to expand the size and fix these font characters as well so that he can finish up his translation. So was this a so this wasn't something that was in the original patch. This was something that was introduced with the new one, right? I don't know if it was introduced with his first version or if it, with his second version, but at some point, yeah, it got introduced. I gotcha. So this wasn't with the original patch that was existing already, right? Not that I know of. I gotcha. Yeah, and <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to throw him under the bus. Like, I, it'd be interesting to see if that was already there, but nobody found it because. No one beat it, which would be kind of funny to think about. But it's a it's a hard as nails game, so I wouldn't blame people that it is uh, pretty hard that uh, that didn't. But uh, yeah, like I was talking about over twenty years ago, Alec and Simon Fang set out to do this translation, which is, for all our to our knowledge, the very first fan translation ever released for the Saturn. So like it has it's a legendary pedigree, legendary pedigree to it. So, uh, unfortunately, the website that hosted it is long gone, which is kind of expected for 20 years. I really don't know a lot of websites that aren't Google and, like, the big names that are still around to this day uh, that are over 20 years old at this point. I think YTMND is <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess that's the only one. So, also, right? What? Wait, what? If you check out the forums, there are original conversations on Sega Extreme. Oh yeah, you you got Sega Extreme membership from like 2002, I want to say, right? 2001, yeah, back in April. Oh okay. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Uh, if you could find that, send a link to it. I'll put it in the chat and the article. That'd be kind of funny to see history. I mean, just just go see if you can find any posts by like Cyber Warrior X or Rock and B or something like that. Uh, yeah, they're gonna be from around that time frame. I I suppose. Uh, so uh, these two. I'm guessing these two are not in the scene anymore. Alex can summon Fang. If they are, they're named something else. There. All right. Well, if you, any of you guys know them, uh, give a shout out and uh, let us know. Hopefully they're still around, though. That'd be kind of cool to talk to them and hear, like, get history. You know, we're all about preserving the history. Um, but yeah, like I said, uh, around February 2020, another Sega Stream user, Dark Fall Fowls? whatever his name is, uh, decided to hack away and complete the translation because I imagine back then we didn't have the tools that we had nowadays to make this a lot easier like with, with the tile editing programs and like the emulators for it because I don't think 20 years ago an emulator for Saturn really existed or ran well on any machine at that point. It would be surprising if it did, but uh, yeah. yeah. So with the tools we have now, we can go back and remaster it. I guess it's like remastering an old record, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, he went out, added the t tiles in, fixed the crashing, and then uh, I think 
And was it Unite or was it him that made it compatible with SSP and converted that over? Um, I made it for him. It was okay. Okay, because the originally Cafe Alpha was the one who revived the project. He wrote some scripts and changed a couple of things. Mm. And then uh Dark here picked it up after Cafe Alpha. And at some point I'm like, I'll just throw this into SSP for you guys. And then like two years later, here he is wanting to finish it. Nice. Yeah. So he uh went about fin went about finishing that to working on it, and uh only really a day ago of the article's publishing, uh he actually released the a a not not a finished patch, but a complete hundred percent translation patch of it. So it should have everything in it, but um and I was talking to Knight, and he was saying that uh, that apparently that you guys are going to go in and fix some of the uh, subtitle issues with it and the cutscene ish issues. Is that correct? Um, well, whatever those little things entail. I don't know if the movies themselves have uh, subtitles in them or if it's something different, but whatever those little text entail we're going to fix those make them shorter and expand the allowable length so that he can get whatever he wants said into the game all right sweet i'm uh i'm pretty excited for that i think uh like i said i think the thing that really interested me most about this news article is that it uh it was just a surprise really i mean i didn't expect anybody to be able to do something like this or go back to something that old because i know I know it was something that was talked about because, I mean, it popped up a couple of years ago and everybody freaked out about it and was like, oh, this is so cool. And uh, sadly, it wasn't fully translated. So uh, now that we have it, uh, it's great being translated. And uh, it sucks for those people that bought repros of it that, uh, that have the incomplete translation on it, sadly. But hopefully they burnt it onto CDRW so that way they can, they can reburn that. So... But, uh, can, the, can the Saturn actually handle booting games off CDRW? I've never tried. It can if you have a really high quality CDRW. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I would definitely recommend uh, if you're going to make repros with disc burnt onto it, get high quality CDRW so that way if anything like this happens, you can just reburn the translation on it because I know, I know it's probably not right. cheap to... To press a disc with it, press a disc like that. At least, at least that, at least I think it's not that. It's probably not. I mean, it's probably not that expensive, or probably, probably expensive to do that, unless you want to replace everybody's disc that you sold to. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, um, I think that's about it for the news articles. Uh, we got. Oh wait, we're perfect. We're about uh, about four thirty, so we're right, right on time. So. What are we playing today, you might ask? Well, uh, I think I had a lot of fun with it last night, so I think I'm going to play a little bit of Yeast and some of the Ninpin Manmaru as their fan translation that are up and going, so we'll show that off a little bit more. I know we have the, li the, the, the live gameplay of it on the, Sh on the Shiro uh, YouTube page, but I said it'd be kind of cool to like go, go ahead and play it and show my reaction to it. Uh, I really just wish Zeno was here because Zeno's interact was here because we were playing it last night with Knight yeah. and he was he was freaking out on me. It's like you have no patience, Patrick. You have no patience. You can't you need to you need to be patient. And he's like kept yelling at me. He's like, dude, I'm just having fun. So but it was fun last night. I was up pretty late with with the 
with the, uh, Night of Dragon capturing the gameplay footage. I I hopped on because I was bored and I just wanted to do gameplay footage and see if anybody wanted to chat. So, and then it turned into a a, a impromptu debugging session and uh, C C uh, coding tutorial. So that was kind of uh kind of interesting. Helped me brush off my C a little bit and get a better insight into the Joe engine. You know, never know. Maybe you know, maybe I might get nice. uh, inspired enough to make a game. You know, maybe have a Shiro game. That'd be kind of fun, right, guys? Yeah, you'll just have to quit everything else <laughs> so you have enough time to work on it. Fair enough. No, all right, I'm Dave. Good luck. Uh, well, I'm going I'm to let you edit all my all the videos and all the <laughs> audio now, so have fun with that. I know, right? I mean, you're already so busy. And that, that in your job. But I, I think it would be rad if you did, if you were able to work on something. You never know. I'm working, working on something small right now. Uh, I can't really talk about it because it's kind of like a private thing, and I don't yeah. want to get hopes up for anything, but... I'm working on something small right now. Um, I don't know if it's gonna go anywhere. It's 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 basically just me working on a a little game thing. So, uh, no promises, no nothing. I'm just right now. It's not even a game. It's like me messing around with some some of the engine to try to see how it works. So, but if I uh, if I get any further and it's like ready to be talked about, I'll talk about it because I got some lofty right. goals, lofty ideas. So, uh, yeah, hopefully people will enjoy it because I really have fun doing it. But yeah, uh, before I go, let's shout out some of those patrons. I'm gonna hide this, the, the uh, web browser, find it. Yeah, web page. Go. All right. So let me get the patrons up. Uh, Patreon. I use the page. I didn't have it ready, sadly. So I'm kind of, kind of slacking a bit. So please, please mind, pardon our dust. Is that the... Well, Knight and I are here, so we got those checked off. Yeah, got those. Uh, yep, so guest shouts out. Uh, Emerald Nova, of course. Johannes Fetz. Lumu95, I think he's pretty new, right? I think he just recently became one. Uh, Derek, A-Team. Uh, Momphis. Uh, Newt Rageous, I think he's brand new as well. Uh, oh, yeah, no, Blue Moon. Yeah, Blue Moon was like last in the last year, so sorry. Newt Rageous our newest one. Uh, January 14th. Thank you, Newt Rageous. Mr. Newt Newt. And of course, Tanuki Trev and Young Money Sawi. Uh, thank you very much, guys, for backing us. If you guys want to back us, um, but but back us and get shout out on the show. If you back us at the at the ten plus dollar level, you get shout out on the show. Uh, Twenty dollars actually, you actually get to be a guest on a monthly podcast or uh, sorry, monthly a uh, quarterly quarterly and the podcast. I know Knight uh, Emerald needs to needs to get has the next slot, so we'll figure out how to. Slot him in if you'd like. Yeah, we can we can arrange that with uh, Bastard Baroque. Ooh, I'd be down. Yeah, I'd be down for that. That'd be actually a fun podcast. But uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I think there's it's gonna be a lot of good. If you guys want, like I said, back us to help support us, it'd be amazing. Uh, essentially, uh, oh sorry, essentially, I'm zoom out again. Uh. Also, don't forget to check out our uh, Shiro merch store, uh, our Threadless store. We have a lot of cool shirts. Let me see if I can get the get the browser back up. I closed it prematurely. I didn't realize that I was going to do that. So let's get the go to the top. Okay, we want to play that today. Uh, go to Threadless store. We got some cool shirts. We got a new shirt design. I don't know. Did we announce this on the show? I can't remember, Dave. I thought we did. Um, the, yeah, I, th I think we did briefly, yeah. But yeah, the uh, the new Shiro shirt, uh, the Shiro punching through the shirt one, 
punch right through your heart and it's too late you give love a good name but uh yeah got a lot of cool colors that you can wear it in a lot of cool shirt designs uh and if you and if you're not a fan of that one uh we have a lot of other cool shirt designs as well for you, you got the the classic japanese launch oh that's another one japanese launch saturn saturn pcb and the classic shira show and shira logo so yeah. there's a shirt to be had for everybody that wants to support us and uh if you can't uh, support us, feel uh, financially, you can support us uh, uh, non-monetarily by sharing out our videos, liking, subscribing, ringing the bell to notify when we go live. Liking the video, of course. Uh, like the video, guys. I think we're we're at a couple uh, seventeen likes, and we got thirty watchers. So if you're watching and don't and haven't liked it, liked it. Simple little button click. It's a little simple. Click, click, click. Sorry about that. And of course, stay tuned. And of course, stay tuned because we're going to do this game stream. We're going to be playing uh, Geese and uh, Penguin Mamaru. So, uh, yeah, let me switch over to that, and we shall see you later. Peace.